Hey, good morning, everyone. How are you? Um, we wanted to do another segment with Jules Sanchez from Alderas Mortgage. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. How was your weekend? It was great. Good. It was good. Busy, yeah, too. Good, good, good. Today, we want to talk about how to build and improve your credit score. And I really value Jules's knowledge and she's always you know letting me know what's new and and things like that so it's a really really important topic for all home buyers doesn't matter if you're jumbo or first-time home buyer so um tell everyone how important it is to have a good credit score well tell everyone how important a good credit score is for any buyer for any buyer in the, let's say, in the home buying space, yes. specifically, it's huge. It's very critical. And the reason is, is because the credit score out of 25 factors that make up somebody's rate, oh. it's like the top five. Okay. Um, and can you, can you dive into the qualifications of each score for each program, like FHA, VA, conventional jumbo? <laughs> Let's keep it real simple. So uh, most of your government loans like VA um, and FHA, those are in USDA. Let's not forget USDA. We don't see a lot of USDA out in Las Vegas, but we do see in the surrounding areas. So when we talk about government loans, um, typically right now we're seeing about a 580 as a minimum credit score, you can actually, now is that pretty? Not so much, but <laughs> it's, but it's still an entry. You can still get in. Typically on an FHA, you wanna have at least a 640 to see those better rates. Where do you, you see, where do you see a real savings? At what score do you really see a real savings? Typically between, I would say once you get over that 700 threshold, okay. um, even a 680 sometimes in that government space, um, you can see real savings. Okay. Is it the same for when you compare FHA to like a jumbo or jumbo you have to have a much higher score? Oh, yeah. Well, you would be surprised. Okay. So here, there's some caveats there. Okay. So in the jumbo space, actually, I wrote down some a couple of things here with Jumbo because I had to actually go back and do some pricing because credit scores have, um, not credit scores have changed, but the, the rules when it comes to credit scores, it was a lot stricter. They've loosened up, I would say just a tad, not a bunch, mm -hmm. but a tad. Um, and so even in the Jumbo space, you could actually get a Jumbo loan with a 661 score. Okay. Which is surprising. 20% um, down, 661. There's all these other factors that got to play in, but we're talking about credit score. And where does Jumbo start? Jumbo starts... Uh, like at what price? At what price? Well, it's, it's really the loan amount. I okay. always have to look at it because they just changed it at the beginning of this year. So the, the new conventional max is going to be... Gosh, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I'm going to tell you what it is. It is 726200 See, what's, okay. it's an odd amount. So anything over and above that loan amount, 726200 is a jumbo loan. Okay, good to know. Called, called non-conforming. <laughs> what is the easiest program to qualify for with a low credit score? And what's the lowest credit score that you can have to get a mortgage? Again, I would say 580, and, and we're going back to those two government programs, would be FHA and um, even USDA. I think I remember credit scores being as low as 520. Was that, is that correct or no? It Am could I have off? been back in the day. Um, or yeah. 540, or it, 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 it was it, pretty low. 
it could have been. You could well remember back in the day when we say pre pre financial crisis. Um, sometimes you didn't have to have a score. Sometimes it was yeah. There was, you just had to be a living, breathing person. <laughs> you could get a loan. Do you see the minimum scores changing? Are they talking about um, them changing? I don't see them maybe loosening much more than they have. They did loosen. Okay. So back in 2020, when the when we had the pandemic going on, it seemed like it, it was stricter on the credit scores. We saw some tightening of credit, and then and then maybe end of last year, beginning of this week, we saw some little bit loosening, or maybe at last year. Have scores pretty much stayed the same? Where you know where the limits and the and the lows stay the same pretty much throughout the past five, 10, 15, 20 years, or have they? really went up and down. No, I said there are some minimum standards like for instance, FHA, you want to have a 640 to where your your pricing your interest rate is going to be favorable for you. Okay. And then anywhere above that. And then in, in the conventional loan space, I mean, if you have a 740 and above, you're going to be what's considered the A paper type of borrower, you're going to get better rates. So better pricing. You have a first-time home buyer mm-hmm. They just started working. They're 22, 23 years old. What's the easiest way to start building credit? So the easiest way to start building credit, and I want to say this, you got to play the credit game. There's just nowhere around it. You got to play the credit game. And what I mean by that is you've got to start building credit. You might even have to pay for credit. One thing that I will say, my best advice for somebody building credit is protect the credit as much as possible because one little ding can set you back a ton of points, 30, 50 plus points. So start building credit. I would say a couple ways you can do that if you're in that young field. You can um, get a secured credit card because maybe right now nobody wants to give you credit. Right. So a secured credit card. Sometimes some of those bigger credit card companies might give you credit if you don't have any bad credit. So you're going to start low, maybe a 300, 500 uh, limit and go from there. But a secured credit card means you give the bank $500. It's your money. It's in a savings account. And then now they'll give you a credit card with that same limit and now you can start to build. At least you start something and exactly. and it's the same on the business side and and I have an interview coming in um he's my he's a business banker and nice. my partner um something happened with the auto pay and ended up mm. going over 30 days late and she was like it was on auto pay something happened mm. and um that line of credit got revoked after after we paid it off. Ugh. So it just goes to show, like you said, one ding. And, you know, I've called him and said, hey, you know, can we get that line of credit? Blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, we got to do full financials now. Things have changed. Yeah. And you hate to hear that, right? Things have changed. Things but, have changed. And um, they are constantly changing. They are. And so yeah. it's really important to make sure you do not go over 30 days late. Do oh, not. 100%. And, and here's a little tip I have for you is if you are just starting out credit or you have a hard time remembering you know, you can set your side for minders and such, but I would say if you got a, if you have a credit card, get set up on an automatic payment. Right. Do it. Right. Because it's going to just draft out your minimum payment. So it might be $25. It might be depending on what your balance is. That's worth it. You can at any time pay more, but at least have that drafted 
out of your account. Is it smart to pay off lines of credit quickly or make small monthly payments? Mm, it depends. It depends on where you're at in your credit, let's call your credit journey. Okay. Because if you're just starting out and you, let's say you opened up a credit card and maybe you've had it three months and that's pretty much, you have maybe one or two credit cards. That's all you have. Right. Your best bet as a newbie is to pay it over time stay under that 30% limit. So let's say easy math, $1,000 is your limit. 30% of that limit is $300. You want to stay under that balance, but just pay it over time until you pay it off. And that is because you want to show payment history as I, a newbie. I say that because I've had mm -hmm. situations in the past where my buyer said, oh, I just paid off my car. And I go, no. Right. Well, that's a car too. So and, you're talking about these different types. Right. So you've got credit cards, which are revolving lines of credits. You've got installment loans, which are set payments over a period of set time. Right. So there's different types of credit as well. And they all make up a percentage of your credit score. Because in paying off some of these lines of credit, the credit score will drop. Possibly. Now, I, what I've seen is when you have established credit and you pay your balance off every month, it, do, it seems to actually help you. Okay. But when you're starting out, you want that payment history because if you just keep paying it off, yes, you have an open credit account that shows it's in good standing, but there's no payment history. So again, it depends on where you're at in your credit journey. Okay. Give me your best success story when it comes to somebody that came in, credit was just garbage, <laughs> and you were able to get them, you know, to have credit to buy a home. I'm glad you asked me that because uh, about that, because I do have a couple of them. Um, but I'm going to talk about Kent and Kent. I'm not going to give his last name, but Kent came to me and he had the worst credit ever. He had a bunch of collections. He had late payments. He didn't establish credit again. So his score was literally in the 520 range. Oh. It was really bad. And it's that's garbage. really bad. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty garbage. But he came to me and he said, uh, Jules, I messed up in my life. And I said, well, I commend you for admitting that coming forward. Let's see what we can do. So we, we pulled his credit, gave him some guidance and advice. It took him a whole year and a half. He did what we told him to do. He did go into credit repair. He needed to. Not everybody needs to go into credit repair. So it's important to let give that get that guidance from the experienced lender. Uh, but he did do some credit repair and some other things that we we guided him to do. And a year and a half later, he bought his house, and I'm I was ecstatic for him. And just recently, which is pretty cool, he got a really good job offer in another state, oh, and nice. he actually bought his second home. So I was able to kind of go Kent. Look at you. You're like second homeowner. That's great. Yeah. I think it's important to know that, look, we're all young at one point. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes, um, but it takes time, but yeah. you can pull out of it. I just did a segment on budgeting and, and saving and yep. you have to budget and save. Exactly. Um, so kind of following up with that, can you explain what a rapid rescore is? Because I think a lot of people don't understand what rap rapid rescore is. Can you explain? Sure. Well, and the reason why a lot of people don't know about it is because it's not advertised. Right. <laughs> it's not something that um, lenders really um, advertise to do. So it is definitely something a lender can do. Not every lender does it either. Oh, and I didn't know that. No, and they don't. And they don't offer it either. And the reason, probably one of the reasons is it takes time um, and the lender usually ends up paying for it because there's something in the system with the rules of that system that um, a, a buyer cannot pay for that. Anyone else can, but the buyer. So not every lender will I do no it. I have no idea. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen some rapid rescores for five points. I saw one mm -hmm. 50 something points. Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. But you, you have to pay something down. You have to go through this and not right. pay it off. So Well, the, the main couple, couple reasons why a lender might um, give you guidance to do the rescore is for those kinds of reasons. Maybe you pay down some credit cards and, and your, your credit score hasn't adjusted because creditors, especially with credit cards, they don't report to the bureaus, but maybe every 30 to 60 days. Right. So, you know, if you're wanting to buy now or, or something hit where you're already in contract and now your score is affected, you need something quick. Right. And so the rapid rescore is gonna allow, it's really what it is, it's just an update to your credit Right, um, and it's not necessarily temporary. It just happens right away because there's a service that that uh, each lender would use, and then they go in and actually update the balance, update the at the bureau level, update everything, and then it it results in the score. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I get these clients to say, hey, I'm gonna co-sign for my for my niece's car, mm-hmm. uh, but I need to buy a house. Can you explain why not to do that? Yes, and I'll also explain why, how you can actually get past that, okay. or if you've already done it. So, um, yes, absolutely. If you're if you're trying to buy a house, you want your debt ratios to be lower. You don't want to involve yourself in not only pulling the credit, creating another credit account, but also then you have this debt. And the reason why you have that debt, even though it's somebody else's, it also depends on if that person is a joint signer on that right. as well. So I would say if you're going to do it, try not to do it when you're going to buy a house. Um, but if you've already done it or you're going to do it because there's a there's a need and you just can't get around it, uh, make sure that that other person is a joint owner or a joint account holder on that. Because if you're the sole owner, you are responsible for it. Right. Even if somebody else is paying that debt. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you are joint, Here's the rule when it comes to mortgages, and it's been the rule for a while. Um, if you can prove by bank statements, canceled checks, that that other party is actually making the payment directly to that, let's say it's an auto loan company, directly to the auto loan company, then we can eliminate that debt from your debt ratios. Do all lenders allow that? It's, a, it's not necessarily a lender, if a lender will allow it. I guess in some cases, if they have a what's called an overlay or an extra rule, okay. then maybe they won't allow it. But the standard guidelines for lending allows. That's good because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't know that. Right. Um, right. Any other words of advice for somebody trying to build their credit that's trying to buy a house? Um, I would just say be be patient. If you're if you're building, rebuilding, and building are two different things. But if you're building credit, I think you can build credit a lot quicker. I would say get maybe two or three credit cards. Revolving credit makes up thirty to thirty five percent of your score. Okay. So the way that you manage it is huge, um, and also making sure that you stay under thirty percent of that limit at all time. Okay. At all times, yeah. And. Last question, because a lot of people have bad credit. Is there any loan programs out there for credit challenged people? So that's a big question. Um, yeah, there's there's some out there. They're not going to be traditional, though. And a lot of times if you want to get into a home and your credit is not that great, a lot of times you've got to make up for it with a larger down payment, okay. sometimes 20, 30, even more. Uh, we talk about hard money loans. I think they're going to be calling hard money loans something different these days. Sorry, but um, yeah, they're going to, I can't remember the, the term, but it, they're not going to be called hard money loans anymore. Uh, but it's not something a traditional lender like ourselves or a retail lender 
will do. Um, but there could be. Those are harder to find, I believe. And I guess that's that makes the the lender feel more warm, warm and fuzzy because yeah, it's all about oh, you're risk. putting 25, mm-hmm. 30% down, 35, you know, for, for the market mm-hmm. to drop 20, 30% is right. extremely rare. Right. So, right. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. Um, I know it's, oh, it's always early in the morning here. <laughs> it gets us early before, in the morning. Before already, because everybody starts coming in the office, sure. it gets crazy. Uh, but I, I really appreciate you being here and talking about how to build credit and fix credit and things like that because some people, they just don't know. So exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nate. All right. Thanks. Thanks.